The harvest is here. The time is now. I am always so excited to talk to you about the things that you need to do to get your money straight, to go to the next level. Um, but guess what? We are all building a foundation together, and we are all at the same place grinding okay that's what it is everybody's grinding we're all trying to figure out what streams of income am i going to have in place in order to sustain my lifestyle what wealth tools am i going to invest in in order to get my money to grow how am i going to spend less money get more money and get my money back well guess what we're still talking about it all right here on the millionaires roundtable so in a previous episode i started to talk about the stair steps to wealth uh, and we got through uh, several of the items, but we still have quite a few more to go. One was to spend less money. You've heard me talk about that. Two was to get more money. We talked about income streams. We talked about the different kinds of income that you need. You need four different types of income. You need income from employment. Uh, you need income from self-employment. You need income from business ownership. And you also need income from investments, passive income streams, money that you make while you sleep. The third thing was to get your money back because some people are looking for money, but all you have to do is go and get the money back that you already spent. And you can do that when you have a home-based business, which is one of the reasons why everybody needs a home-based business. The fourth thing that we talked about was planning for retirement, planning for retirement, basically making your money grow. Money will work harder for you than you can ever work for it. So we've still got to get ourselves to that space where we uh, believe and trust that money can work harder for us than we can ever work for it. And so in number four, and I just want to carry this on a little bit longer before I go on to stair step number five. In number four, you want to ensure, make sure that you are taking your extra money and you are putting it into a 401k either at your job or that you're creating your own 401k, okay, with your own mutual funds. And you want to learn how to choose the mutual funds that outperform the S&P 500. Now, I'm going to talk more extensively about that in a whole nother episode, but that is the goal. And if you don't know how to do that, you need to go to askland.org, get enrolled in how to invest in the, in the stock market so that you can learn what a bull market is, what a bearish market is, and all those things. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. We've got a whole lot to talk about. Well, I'm not ending right now, but we are going to get to all those things. I want you to stay stuck on this idea. However, for everybody out there who's self-employed and you are trying to figure out if you're going to do an IRA or if you're going to do a solo 401k, let me tell you. If you do a solo 401k, you get the benefits of the IRA and then some, okay? If you do a solo 401k, you have the ability to put up to $64,500 each year into your solo 401k. Now, why would you want to do that? If you're a self-employed business owner and you're making a couple of hundred thousand dollars, which is a great salary, I'm encouraging you to put as much into your 401k as possible. Why? Because it's going to be an automatic decrease in your tax bill, okay? So if I'm making money and I don't know what to do with it other than spend it, and I'm trying to figure out how to be strategic with it, I'm going to put it into uh, instruments that will at least help me pay less taxes. But the beautiful thing about your solo 401k 
is you can borrow against it if and when you need to. You can borrow against it um, if there's uh, a medical issue, if, if you are buying your first home, if you're buying a home, your primary residence. There are all these things that you get to do with the money, which is why you not only want to put it there for tax purposes so you can save money today, but also so that you can strategize and make that money grow in a very, very, very smart way. Okay, so that's so important. Now, if you are not a sole proprietor, if you are uh, working for someone then I want you to know, and I'm going to deal with this on Tax Talk Thursday. I'm going to give you a several, several things that you can, um, where you can save on taxes. But one of the things that you can do is you still have until April 15th of 2022. You still have until April 15th of 2022 to put money into your IRA. And you can put up to $6,000 uh, in your 401k, I mean, in your IRA, in your IRA up to $6,000, and that's a combination of your IRA and your Roth IRA. But if you are 50 or older, now I let me tell y'all, I'm in the group where everything is now, you can do this if you're this age. I'm like, oh Jesus, help us out. Anyway, if you're 50 or over, you get an extra $1,000 to catch up, so you can put $7,000 in there. Now, why would you wanna do that? Because you've gotta ask yourself this question. Do you wanna put the money in something that could grow for you, or do you wanna give it to the IRS? You've got a choice, okay? So these are a few things that can help you make that money grow. Uh, we are moving on to stair step number five. Stair step number five is protect your assets and protect your wealth. Protection is everything. And remember, these stair steps are not in any order. So I recommend that you do step five immediately, today with whatever you have. And the first place that we're going to discuss protection of assets and protection of wealth is your life insurance. We must get life insurance. Life insurance is the single most overlooked, the single most underutilized area for wealth building within the black community and communities of color. Let me tell you why, because everybody's gonna leave here one day. Everybody's going to leave here one day. So guess what? If you have life insurance, if you have a plan in place for your life insurance, then you can pass on millions of dollars in wealth to your children, your children's children, and so on and so forth. I want you to get this. Okay, we've got to stop dying and leaving the next generation with nothing but a casket to lie in, try to get in with us when we go. Everybody want to jump in the casket with you. We crying and we have grief and we have bills. Grief is inevitable, but bills and poverty do not have to be. You know what? KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Okay, you know, we've got so much to deal with as it relates to uh, where we are um, as a community, as a people, um, as a movement, um, as a new era, um, the, the generations after the baby boomers, even still some of the baby boomers, with what we're going to do with our wealth. Um, and on these stair steps, um, and we're not doing them in any order, um, it, this is probably the most significant stair step, and this is the one where you have the most guaranteed power, and it is in protecting your wealth, protecting your assets. And there are many areas. The first is life insurance, 
and to uh, help me talk about this and our friend, your legend, our icon, the voice of everything from the NAACP to the BET to the uh, uh, ETT, whatever that is. She is the voice of it all. Uh, welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to make up stuff. Welcome to the Roundtable, MC Light. How are you today? Doing well, thank you so much. I've got to have the office check on ETT. Yeah, she she the voice of the NBA, the CTA. Any any letters, any initials that you got out there? She is the voice of it all. But um, so light, um, you know, you and I have been talking about this for well over a decade. We've been building and elevating your brand. Um, you have you are doing everything now. As a matter of fact, congratulations. I hear that you are shadowing uh, right now, directing, I, I should say, um, a, a, a very popular show that's coming out. We're not going to tell everybody what it is yet. Um, congratulations also on your season two of Partners in Rhyme um, that is on All Black. Uh, we're excited about that. But with all Thank of this, you. yes, yes, with all of this, we are building legacy. Talk to us about your perspective on life insurance and why we as a community absolutely positively have to get this right. Absolutely. Well, first off, again, Lynn, I know that when we spoke before, I congratulated you on joining the cast of wonderful radio hosts there. Uh, so I just want to say again, thank you for joining us we in Los Angeles, California. Yes, yes, yes this level of empowerment and knowledge to the people. And so as it relates to uh, insurance, I definitely think it is a vital part of what one needs to do when they're getting their house in order. And that doesn't just mean, you know, the physical house you live in, but it's everything. And although I put a lot of emphasis on healthcare and nutrition and the things that we put in our body, we also have to understand as each day goes on, we're getting older. And I know a lot of people don't like to talk about, um, you know, what it means for them to move on from this earth and leave their loved ones behind. But the day will come when that happens. And I have been hearing, you know, um, most recently, a few older wise women who have put their homegoing uh, arrangements together and I know it must have been weird for them and also weird for their family members but the truth is you it, either you put it together or it won't be put together or it'll be put together in a way that wouldn't really reflect who you are as a person living and so I think it's unfair for us to move around this earth knowing that one day it will you know death will happen and we're not prepared. We don't have any life insurance, life insurance in place for those uh, who we love to be left to tangle and wrangle up dollars to give us a home going, um, which to me is just the small end of the end of it all. Is thinking about the, you know, the service that will have to be put on. I'm talking about the ability to leave your family with more than they've ever had in their entire lives like who wants to miss out on that opportunity 
And it's so funny. I remember one of the very first times I went to, to discuss life insurance with a broker. Um, he was a Caucasian man. And he was trying to uh, sell me on a type of insurance that, you know, I could count on when I got older. But it really didn't leave anything for my family members. And I'm like, no, us as a people, we don't work like that. We we want to take care of those who have raised us and who have loved us and who have adored us and given us everything that we have and really taking care of us from the time that we were born. We want to take care of them. And this is a prime example of how it is that we can do that along with all of the people that are younger than us. Because as I've learned from you, Lynn, people don't necessarily leave here in the order in which they came. Sometimes a daughter will go before a mother. Sometimes a son will go before uh, their parents. And so I think it's, um, I think it's wise to just have your house in order. And one of those things, you know, outside of a trust and, you know, all of the things that you need to have in place is definitely life insurance. Yeah. Well, I mean, life insurance is the, is the, is the center. It's the, it's the, Foundation. It is the 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 nucleus. Uh, it is the uh, basics, you know, of the entire estate. I mean, you know, the truth is, most of us who are listening to this right now have the ability to pass on a massive amount of wealth to our family um, and to to our children and to their children and so on and so forth. I think one of the things that we get stuck on is we don't want somebody else to have more than we had. You know, I've heard people say that, well, I had to work, so they need to work too. Um, the other issue is we are never uh, really comfortable with the idea that someone uh, after us or our heirs after us might choose to do other things with the wealth that we don't agree with. And the truth is, we've got a solution for that, too. It's called an estate plan. And, you know, I often say when other cultures experience a death in the family, yes, there is grief. Um, But when they are at the funeral, they look mighty dignified because they are going to the estate (laughs) meeting on Monday morning. And most times we just get a stake, S-T-E-A-K, at the repass. And, and then it's over. And then there's the fighting over the, the furniture and the coat and the jewelry and so on and so forth. But we have real me- wealth that we can amass and we can talk about. You know, like we I also want us to deal with some of the things that we can actually say in that estate plan, because we actually have power and we don't talk enough about money. But when we start to have these conversations, we realize just how much power we really have. And if you stop and if you take the time and if you get the right people on the phone and if you set up your meeting, if we made uh, our money and our wealth as much of a priority as the Big Jam, you know, concert, 
when it comes to town, if we made it as much of a priority as Christmas shopping, if we made it as much of a priority as even we get dressed up for Easter, how about we get dressed up for life? The harvest is here and the time is now. The power is in our hands. The harvest is here. The time is now. I keep saying that because folks are looking for it and it's right here. Uh, one of the laws of abundance says that everything that you need to be successful is right there. It's called the law of recognition. It is right here before you merely waiting on you to recognize it. And um, to that end, uh, Light, you are here with us. So glad you're here on the roundtable today. We're talking about stair step number five, um, these stair steps to wealth. One was to spend less money. Two was to get more money. Three was to uh, get your money back. Four was to make your money grow, plan for retirement. And there are all kinds of elements to that. This is number five, protect your assets and protect your wealth. And right now, we're talking about protecting a generation. We're talking about protecting your future. We're talking about projecting your dynasty. Like I told my daughters, I remember a couple years ago when we did this, um, uh, this talk on money, and, I, and I'm building a dynasty. I have three daughters. Sydney, Taylor, and Kennedy are going to inherit what will be um, generations and generations of, of wealth that they will have stewardship over and that there will be governance over. So the governance piece is the part. So like you said, you want to take care of your family. You've got your mom, you've got your dad, you've got nieces, you've got folks who you love. And so if and when that time comes and the people that you want to take care of are still here, in the estate plan, you can direct what happens to those funds. You can say you get X amount of dollars for X number of years, you get X amount for school, you, get, you don't get anything until you go to school. You can make all kinds of decisions about what happens. It doesn't just have to be a lump sum that gets squandered away um, in a generation. Absolutely, and I, I love that you can have autonomy over how it is that you want it to go. It's not, I think, you know, I think uh, people perish for uh, ignorance. And what I mean by that is people have heard things about life insurance. And you know how you and I feel about they said and they did and who is the they and what do they really know? Oh, my God. And, and so for for most, they don't really know the nuances and uh, of life insurance and how personalized you can actually make the outcome when you get involved with your estate and you plan it out properly. Uh, so I, I think for the most part, um, the way that you have it with your children and I, you know, because I know you, I know the detail around it. I think that's fantastic. Um, and I think other people need to know that it's not just if I die, somebody comes up. Um, and we ought to be a better people than that anyway. We want our people to come up. And even if there are lessons that you want someone to learn and you don't want just a pile of money dropped in their lap, then that's up to you and your responsibility level to designate uh, how it is that this money will be given to your heirs. And I, I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's um, and, and it's not just your 
children. I mean, because clearly if you've got children, you want some things in place. But what about, like you said, you know, attorney Deidre Stokes, um, who uh, wrote uh, one of the books that uh, is at New Wealth University uh, with myself, um, estate planning made simple, building your uh, financial brand starts with having a plan. And she says all the time, as you said, people don't leave here all the time in the order in which they came. She says people do not die in chronological order. It was very important for me, like, while I was grinding, while I was mm -hmm. still trying to make it, while I was mm -hmm. still trying to get to my breakthrough. And, and let me be clear, we're all still grinding. We all still have more breakthroughs to attain. Uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's, it's, yeah, it's always something else. It's like, okay, great, wonderful. You did that, but now you want to do something else. Um, because anything that stops growing starts dying. And she says often, you know, people don't die in chronological order. And so I wanted something in place to take care of Grandma B if I left here before her. I wanted something in place to take care of um, my parents, uh, my husband, his parents, um, his grandmother. Um, because when you are the breadwinner or when you are the rainmaker, um, you know, so many people have left here and they are basically, this is your dog in the fight. I am your dog in the fight, okay? If we, go, if we got a game and we trying to play, Lynn Richardson, I am the dog in the fight for my family. And many mm -hmm. of, us are, of us are in light. I mean, we came from humble beginnings, me in Chicago, you in New York, but you are that dog in the fight. And so if your family is going to win, if our families are going to win, it behooves us to help them do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we've come too far to find reasons not to bless people. And, and the truth is God is trying to use us every chance that he gets. But it's only, you know, that term block your blessings. I, you know, I hear a lot of people say it to other people. Don't block your blessings. But the truth is don't block your blessings. Like, I don't want to block my blessings. And... I just want to follow the word of God and obey. And so if, if you are hearing this broadcast and it is heavy on your heart or you feel convicted in some type of way, that means you need to move on this and find yourself an insurance broker that you can trust, that you can you know take advice from because you trust them and really start to devise a plan of how it is that you will leave your family better off than they are right now. I that, think that's le that's legendary. Now, don't die and don't do nothing. Woo! You, get to, you know, I've been to a lot of funerals. Wait, wait. I want I want you to hold that. We got to hold that. This is so good. That's a, this is so good. The harvest is here. The time is now and light is bringing it. She is bringing it. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. The harvest is here. The time is now. I keep saying it because it is. And um, it, it, everything that we need, the law of recognition says that everything you need to, to succeed is right there in front of you, merely waiting on you to recognize it. Somebody is trying to get their life uh, to the next level and your gift is right there waiting for you to recognize it. Something that you have overlooked, you have not acknowledged and you have not allowed yourself um, to live in the power of is right there waiting for you. And for many of us, that includes life insurance. We're on the stair steps to wealth. This is stair step number five. 
MC Light, you you just you know you bringing it to us today. You you were saying um, before the break um, that you've you've been to uh, these funerals. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about your your perspective. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I was getting ready to. I was stemming off of why it is important to leave something for your heirs, for your family. Even if you have no family and you decide, you know what, if I'm going out of here, I'm going to leave some money to an HBCU or I'm going to leave some money to some scholarship program or whatever it is. But to die and not have done anything is a crime, <clears throat> excuse me, is a crime, not allowing yourself to be used by God to bless others. So you and therefore you let your death go in vain. What I was going to say is that I have been to a lot of funerals and some are of extremely prominent people who have done a lot throughout their lifetime and lifetime. And then there are others who, when you get to the funeral, like what is there to say about them? Because they didn't do anything for anyone else except themselves. Now, I remember having a talk with Reverend Al Sharpton. And um, he had just done Heavy D's homegoing, and it was profound. And he said a couple of things at the funeral. So afterwards, I said to him, you know, what you said was so pivotal um, because it's sort of, and I'm going to tell you what he said, but what he said sort of struck the audience that we have to get out and do more and make more of a difference. But what he said was, he had just done a funeral somewhere else, and he had some really great things to say about that person. And someone who well-known walked up to him and said, oh, my God, that was so amazing. Like, I want you to do my funeral. And Reverend Al Sharpton said, well, what would I say? Ooh. Because you've got to do something in order for something to be said. Wow. I went to a funeral one time, and all they could say about the woman was she had a mean card game. <laughs> what? <laughs> a mean card game where she could throw some card parties. Was it spades or bidwist? That's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> was it spades or was it bidwist? Because I'm they telling y'all. Uh, look, she had a mean card game. But no, I mean, we say that and, you know, no disrespect intended, but you're right. You know, either uh, something gets said at the funeral that is, um, you know, I, I guess that is her was her pride and joy or they just start telling lies. You know, oh, the person was so this and so that and hadn't done anything. But I, I, your point, your point is very well taken. Your point is well taken. What what do you think people should? What, what, let me ask you this. Why are we really fearful about taking that step? Do you, you know, I've heard people say, and I remember when we used to do, uh, and we're going back on tour, everybody. Light and I, MC Light and Lynn Richardson, we will be back on tour. We have uh, toured uh, the country, basically, for years talking about money and wealth. And so we have something coming very, very soon. But until we get to you, here we are right now. Um, but I remember at one of our events, like, and one of the celebrities who was on the panel, she didn't want to talk about life insurance because she didn't want to talk about dying. What is that? Silly. I mean, but you know what? It's ignorance. It's, and, and I don't mean that uh, derogatorily. 
Is that a word? We just um, made it up. Okay, great. I, I'm not, I, it's not out of malice. It's not out of malice. It's just when I say ignorance, it's just they do not know. And there are many things that I may not know. I, I can't even say may not. There are many things that I do not know. However, when it comes to things like this, I have to step out and I've got to ask some questions. I've got to become knowledgeable about the thing that I don't know enough about so that I can make some reasonable uh, decisions. Yeah, we, we, we're going to we, affect everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I want you to hold that thought. Uh, the harvest is here. The time is now. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askblend.org. The harvest is here. The time is now. We are still talking about stair step number five, stair steps to wealth. Uh, part one of this uh, series is in a previous episode, so make sure... Um, you go to all of the platforms and um, get the information. You can download the app, you can go online, um, and you can always get everything that you need also at asklin.org. MC Light is with us on the Millionaire's Roundtable. Light, life insurance. You said we are ignorant and we simply do not know. But what yeah. is it that prevents us from going from not knowing to knowing? Do you really think that we have, do you think that we are harming our own selves? I mean, there, yes. there's lots of, okay, go on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think we're harming our own selves. I mean, it's the same, you know, it's this, oh goodness, these superstitions, you know, like case in point, Grandma B used to keep her money at home, right? Right. Um, you know, and not realizing that there are places where you can put your money to gain interest. You know, you've got some people who are so scared of the stock market, but they'll take a gamble with making nothing on their money, keeping it in a bank, in a regular bank, where it's not, you know, accruing anything. And so I just think it's about really pushing forth to want to know more. You've got to get out there and ask some questions. And, you know, there's there's something wrong with everything, actually. Yeah. However, you know, if you go about it the right way, you can be on the side of the most right. And right now we're talking about really providing for those who you love once you are gone. Now, we just talked about life insurance, but then there's also life insurance if you have a business. There are so many people out there. We have so many talented, beautiful entrepreneurs, people who have invented things and, and are just geniuses. It is my belief that no matter what we get involved in, we do it well. You know, you start letting us play tennis, we're going to do that. You start letting us swim, we're going to do that. You let us play, get in the, uh, in the, in the White House, we're going to do I mean, you, what, what we do, we ultimately do it well. Um, and so we can do this money game um, well also. We can start to empower our um, institutions. We also have people whose businesses go under 
when they pass on because there was no transition in place. And so one of the life insurance um, uh, uh, tools um, that we leverage and that we talk about in, in the businesses that we run together is key man insurance. Um, because, you know, I run uh, pretty much everything for you. I, I, I oversee a lot of stuff. And if something happened to me, you would have to pay somebody a whole lot of money to just come jump in and be able to do that job. Or you'd have to pay multiple people to come in and be able to strategize, you know, on, on, uh, in those particular areas and keep the empire going. In the same way, if something were to happen to you and so on and so forth. So we've got to really, really start to get the word out there about um, education. We've got to really start to get the word out there um, about um, uh, elevation. We've got to start to really get the word out there. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. The harvest is here, the time is now, so what is the action of the hour? See, we don't want to be all talk and no action. You know, that, that was the thing we said uh, when we were younger, you know, on the playground, and there was somebody who uh, had a big mouth. You say, you know what, she's all talk and no action. We definitely do not want this to be an all talk and no action um, era. We don't want this to be an all talk, no action station. We don't want this to be an all talk, no action show. And we do not want this to be an all talk, no action life. So the action of the hour, like, what would you say? Because you know, the truth is when I started working with you, although you were open to everything, but there were things you didn't know. And so when we started working together in 2012, uh, over 10 years ago, and you said all the things that you wanted. And I remember at our first planning meeting, we had this long list and it didn't look like we were ever going to get through it. But I remember specifically when uh, I think it was year two or year three at the top of year two, we had checked off everything on the list. Now, there were still things, seeds that we planted that needed to grow um, and that needed to mature. But the truth is we were able to get most of the things in place. What would you say to someone? What is the first action that they need to take in order to start um, to live in the in the vision that they see for themselves and their family and, and their and their and their community? Well, I mean, the first thing I think of is the master plan. I think of getting involved and taking one of those classes at New Wealth University. In, in totality, you're going to need everything. But if you're just starting out, um, I would want to devise a plan. And, and this way, your strategy will be on point. You'll know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what's reality versus the world you've been living in as it relates to your finances uh, making a budget. I mean, there's, there's so many places you can start from, but I would go with the master plan and that's, you know, working the plan so that you know every sector of your life, where it is, the status of where it is now and what it needs to, what needs to happen to bring it into the space where you would feel happy. You know, I am so glad you said that. Um, and, and what you're referencing, the master achievement plan, I call it a map. And um, you use this map 
like you would use any map. It's going to guide you. It's going to be your navigation system for where you're going. You already know the destination. Um, I, I live in Los Angeles. I've been in Los Angeles for seven years, eight years. And, you know, when I'm in Chicago, I know where everything is. Um, but when I'm in Los Angeles, I've got to know, I know where I'm going, but I've got to put a plan in place called my iPhone and the navigation and the little lady that's talking. So this master achievement plan is similar in that it is going to give you a blueprint for how to map it out. Because most people like don't know how to create a plan. Now we know how to plan a card party. We know how to plan a, a birthday party. We know how to plan a wedding. We know how to plan um, a going away party. We know how to plan all of that. But when it comes to our lives, I think it gets a little more complex because we're so afraid to make a mistake. So I want mm. you to know and understand there is a community of people out here and this community of people are serious. They are in classes. They are uh, taking daily online coaching. And guess what? The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So what's the word of the hour? What is the word of the hour? I'm going to say this is the word of life. This is the word uh, for this new uh, elevation that you, you are aspiring um, towards. And it is, um, the Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Um, a good woman leaves an inheritance to her children's children. Um, the meek shall inherit the land and enjoy peace. Um, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Now, let me just start out with the overarching word. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. I want you to just, if you went back, go back in the Bible and, and you, we all know, even if you don't go to church, you know, we pretty much know how all of this got here. If you believe in the word and God created the, you know, day separated it from night and he called it good. And God made the animals and called them good. And then God made man and said, it is not good. For man to be alone. So then he made a woman and we were to um, basically populate the earth um, and enjoy peace. Well, here's the deal. The good part is what I'm talking about. So when God created something and it was good, then it was complete and it was whole. And so a good man, a good woman leaves an inheritance to his or her children's children. That is what completes you. That is what makes you whole. It's not just the grind out here. The grind is only a part of it. The grind is only, uh, it's not even half the game. When I was broke as all get out, I'm talking all get out, I had life insurance and an estate plan. And this was my philosophy. I don't have anything today, but if I don't wake up tomorrow, my children will have everything that I was aspiring towards, everything that I was hoping for, everything that I was praying for, everything that I was grinding for. And that's what gave me peace. When I went to sleep at night, I knew that nothing is going to get in the way of the vision that I see for my family financially, not even me. I can't get in my own way. 
because I had enough life insurance, but more importantly, I had a plan for what happens. I had a plan for making sure there was enough money for Grandma B if she had to go to a nursing home. I had a plan to make sure my kids could go to college, to make sure the house could be paid off, to make sure my husband, if he outlived me and or vice versa, that we could still function and grief would not silence us. Guess what? Go to askland.org. The harvest is here and the time is now.